Hi, this is Eddie Beeson. You're listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. I was Mandark in Dexter's laboratory. Ha 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 ha. You are listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Hello everyone and welcome back. Joining me today is a very special guest. I'm very, very excited to have her on today and I'm sure that she's going to tell you lots of, lots of great things. Her name is Jennifer Nash. How are you today, Jennifer? I am fabulous, absolutely fabulous. That is wonderful to hear. Um, so, running right into this thing, we're going to dive in head first and really get after it here. Can you tell the listeners what, um, you know, you don't have to go through a whole resume or anything, but what are you known for? Like acting-wise? I'm sure that's sure. what you mean. Uh yeah, well, uh, probably the biggest one these days is Star Trek Next Generation. I played Captain Picard's daughter, Maribor, on the Inner Light, where he lived his life, a whole other life, through a probe, and um, my planet was dying. So we we get we put a probe in his head, so we think about us. It was a warning, warning to other planets, <laughs> you know, that were going through climate crisis. Yeah. A little ahead of its time, actually, that right. show. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that that's one heck of a time capsule. I know. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't you like to be able to pull that off? Yeah. Sending a time capsule into someone's brain and fall far into the future. Well, actually, but, now, that, um, now that you say it out loud, it doesn't sound so good. <laughs> 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 Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it was a really cool episode, and of course, it was amazing to work with Sir Patrick Stewart, who is the nicest, kindest, most humble, and brilliant actor, just right up there at the very top, top of echelon. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine yep. that, w- that would be fantastic to work with him. But well, my show today yeah. is not about Sir Patrick Stewart. It is about the lovely Jennifer Nash. I want to hear more about you. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> well, I just I made a living, you know, doing all that all the TV shows that people might have remembered, at least clicking through the channels in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Full House, Home Improvement, Coach. I'm really very proud of my episode of Coach because it was a fun, fun role. Um. It's very silly, and uh, I think it, I think it's pretty funny. I still, I still <laughs> laugh. If I watch it, I laugh at myself. So I'm like, oh, that's just pretty good, you know. <laughs> anyway, I did a lot of stuff, you know, sliders and blossom and just a lot of shows like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I did a little bit of theater that, of course, would never be on IMDb, and did some commercials. And all, you know, all that stuff that actors do, voiceover work, all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you definitely have a very long and distinguished career here. I see lots of good stuff. Well, I don't know about distinguished, but I was working. <laughs> I was working. Hey. It... Supporting four children. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
It is awesome. Good for you. Totally awesome. Yep. A very young mom. Got knocked up when I was 18 in Texas and, you know, took him to London to school with me and never looked back. This this kid, I dragged him all over the place with me. In fact, when I moved to L.A., um, I just finished up a little stint in Dallas doing theater at the Dallas Theater Center and a really cool place called the Dallas Theater Garage. If anyone knows the theater garage, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we would bond in two seconds because it was so cool and intimate and different. Um, but anyway, so I, I kind of saw like the National Endowment of the Arts going away, and I was playing young, young roles at, at this time. So I thought, nah, I'm never going to make a living, and I've got a kid already, so I'm going to Hollywood. And put the kid in the car, came out to L.A., shared a one-bedroom apartment in Koreatown with my girlfriend and Max, oh, my kid. Oh, my. Yep. Yep, and Koreatown sucked when I got here. It's cool now, but it sucked back then. It really, I mean, not totally. There were really cool buildings. That's why I went there. Oh, okay. Because I, I saw a building. Yeah, I saw a building with lions in the front and a doorman, and I was like, it's like New York. I'll go here. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know one. <laughs> but we were, unfortunately, across the street from a burned-out building where oh. drug deals were constantly going down, and sometimes shootings was pretty pretty exciting. <laughs> uh, to put it politely, yeah. Holy cow. Goodness. Yeah. Oh, but, oh. um... Yeah, I got an agent in two weeks, and I, I never, you know, you know, the whole legend and the and and the the, the theme of that people think is going to happen is you come out and get a waitressing job, mm-hmm. and and have a flexible schedule so you can audition. I never got a waitressing job. <laughs> never, never happened. I started acting right away, and so I was very lucky. I'm very happy about that because I did not want to be auditioning during the day and losing my kid at night while I went waitressing somewhere. Right. Yeah. No. So I, I never, yeah, I never had to do it. So I was very, very, very fortunate. And I just dragged him around with me. Told him I <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a, it was hilarious. what a life to live though. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, he really, he really was raised in the theater and, you know, at starting when he was one in London at school, and then in New York on Broadway, and then in Dallas in the theater, mm-hmm. and then you know going to auditions in Los Angeles with me it was, it was kind of fun. Wow! So you said you were in Texas <clears throat> when that all started, right? Yeah, and when I got knocked up. Yeah, <laughs> when that yeah. whole adventure started. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's were, where that happened. You were born in South Africa, right? Yeah, that well, was just a fluke. My parents no, wanted to get say. out of here. <laughs> How did you get from point A to point B? And then you also said you were well, in I New did... York and London. and. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went around a little bit in the beginning. Good. Um, well, I didn't have much to do with being born in South Africa. You know, it has nothing to do with me if my mom got knocked up on the ship over to Europe. You know what I'm saying? That okay. is, I. I was just a little tiny, little bunch of cells, really. Right. <laughs> it happened that way. <laughs> I had no decision in that. I was yep. no part of that decision. <laughs> wow. So when you moved 
from there to Texas and, and before all that, had you ever thought about being an actress before you had gotten pregnant? Or did you... Was that oh, yeah. Time? Oh, my gosh. No, no, no. So it's, um, as all people, as are all people's stories, I don't care who you are, we all have a complicated story. Mm-hmm. But I started acting before fifth grade. I remember, I, you know, you just made something trigger my memory. When I was like six years old, six or seven, uh, there was a national audition, a national campaign to audition for Annie on Broadway. Oh, wow. They were, re, you know, and um, they were reviving it or whatever. Yeah. And I saw... I saw the ad in the newspaper, and I was a real early reader. I mean, I could read when I was like four years old, three or four, really super early. And I begged my parents to take me to that audition, <laughs> and they wouldn't do it. Oh, <laughs> they were like, no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, I mean, I know I wanted to be an actress when I was six, for sure. And then when I was in fifth grade, I was at a little Catholic school. By this time, I was in Austin, Texas. And I wrote and directed and produced and starred in my first musical. And it was a big hit. Wow. I mean, a big hit at our school. <laughs> well, still, I mean, that's something. <laughs> yeah. Now, is this, something, is this something that can you be found what? on the Internet? Oh, my God, I wish. I wish. <laughs> I have no idea. I hand-wrote the thing. I was in fifth grade. People didn't have laptops in their houses back then. Right. No, that's true. You know, I didn't even have a typewriter. <laughs> like, I hand wrote it, and then the school principal, who really liked me, I she she really loved me for some reason. She made copies and like put out to the cast, and I directed it. And I can't, you know, fifth grade. Who 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 knew? Yeah, it was that's, hilarious. That's amazing. <laughs> All the way back then it started, huh? Mm-hmm. And you just kept. Oh yeah. Kept on going from there, and look at you now. You got uh, yeah. You got anything big? I know you probably can't talk about too much of anything if you if you do, you know, the whole non-disclosure and whatnot. But are you working on anything big right now? I think it's going to be huge, but it's writing. I'm, I've created a, a series that I'm so. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about it. Um. It's a sci-fi time travel series, and it's inspired by all the Star Trek series only in regards, uh, only in the respect that it's got social me- social justice messages sort of woven throughout every episode. Oh. And when you're talking about time travel, you're talking about social justice issues from the past, present, and future. And believe me, we are right around the corner, if not already there at facing some new issues, morality and otherwise, that are just going to, they're so new. They're, they're just so mind-blowing. This is very true. And you, you explored yeah. that in your books, huh? That sounds... Yeah, it's a, well, it's a series. It's a TV series, but it's also oh, a graphic okay. novel. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess yeah. I misunderstood uh, that. I apologize. That's cool. That's okay. That's okay. I mean... I don't, you know, I'm not a showrunner. I don't have uh, Vince Gilligan's, you know, track record under my belt. So maybe I will have to write it as a novel first. And I will, because that's how passionate I am about telling these stories. I mean, they're just, they just have to get told. 
They just have to be seen. They just have to be shared. And I just have to tell them, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. Does it have a, a working title? Yes. It's called Hide. Like, you're hiding from someone. Right. Oh. Neat. That's very intriguing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. There's a trailer on YouTube. You can find it. If you type in Hide the Series in my name, Jennifer Nash, it'll pop right up. Okay. Subtitled in five languages, in case you speak Chinese. Ooh, I do not. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the consideration. <laughs> Ooh. I like it. You're welcome. That's cool. That's really cool. I'm I'm impressed. Uh, most people don't have that, that kind of uh, staying power, you know, between fifth grade to sixth you change your mind about what you want to do in your future about 20 different times um was there anything else that you wanted to do besides that or was it just i'm gonna be an actress and that was it just headlong into it when i was young it was headlong headlong into acting and there was no stopping me and you know i had almost no support from my family my parents for sure were just very discouraging of the whole thing. Um, but I just, I just knew, I just knew that was going to be my path and I did it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, but there've been some other things. I went to culinary school about five and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I love to cook. I absolutely love to cook. And, um, so I took a little, a little sidestep into the cooking world and that was super, super fun. Um, but I think my real passion, and I have been writing also since I was little, uh, poetry, plays, like I told you, that first play in fifth grade I, I wrote. Yeah. Um, yeah, stories. I had a blog for a while, Dating and Adventures in the Land of the Lost. Lost? Land of the Lost. I called the City of Angels the Land of the Lost that's at the time. So, <laughs> that's such an aptly put title. <laughs> long but um yeah i was writing that blog and kind of got 100 it's not tons but like 150,000 people checking out from all over the world which oh, was very God. flattering but word of caution it's rated r oh well, there you go <laughs> put rated, that out there well they're rated r sometimes <laughs> it was, it's dating it's called dating and adventures in the land of the lost so it was a little bit sometimes you know yeah, well, I mean, anything to do with Los Angeles is kind of, you know, starts out as R-rated anyway, so. Thanks for understanding. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, oh my gosh, <laughs> other places aren't as bad. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you've done a lot of different things, um, but I, I noticed that a lot of times with uh, people that have been in Star Trek, they tend to do um, conventions of some sort or another. Have you done any conventions like that? I've done a couple. Yeah, I've done a couple. Yep, and uh, I don't have very many regrets in my life. Of course, I've made a ton of mistakes, just like everybody else. But that's not the same as a regret. Do True. you do you do you feel me? Do you feel that way, or I can do. you understand I that? Do. Yeah, I completely understand. Yeah. I mean, I think, you, yeah, you I can make mistakes mis- along the way and recover from it and yeah. learn from it, but then there's stuff that you do that's definitely a regret, and you think about it mm-hmm. for a long time. One of my regrets is from uh, the second Star Trek convention 
I ever did. And I've only done three. So I've, oh. I've been to three conventions over all these years. And the second one was, was not just Star Trek. It was sci-fi. So we were right next to Star Wars. It was Star Trek and Star Wars people right next to each other. Uh-huh. And my gay BFF, so I call my, my gay husband, he came with me because he's a total Star Wars freak. He could care less about Star Trek. But he loves Star Wars. And I, I get that. I love Star Wars, too. And I became friends with David Mayhew, played Chewbacca. May he rest in peace. And for some reason, we were always seated next to one another. I don't know why. Hmm. But it was, that was cool. That's how we got to know him. Yeah. And so my, my BFF was in heaven, man. He was in heaven. And this couple that, that I had met in Vegas came up to the table and said, can we take you guys to a steak dinner after, after the show? And we looked at each other and said, sure. So they're like, well, we'll meet, we're going to meet in the bar afterwards, you know, and it was like the hotel bar. So we're like, cool, we'll meet you over there. So we go to the bar and first Mark goes to the bathroom. This is my big, tall, KBFF Star Wars freak friend. He goes <laughs> to the bathroom, comes back and he's in heaven he was like, oh, my God, I had such a surreal moment. I'm at the urinal, and next to me is Chewbacca and R2-D2 and my other favorite droid. I'm surrounded by my childhood, but they're there in real life, and we're all at the urinal. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Mark, that's so amazing. <laughs> so that was really – that's funny, right? Yeah. So that was really, that was really just, funny. I'm just cool imagining that in my head. Like. <laughs> Right, but really tall Peter Mayhew and the toys, <laughs> the guys, the actors that were R two D two, and I can't remember his favorite other favorite joy, but he was really excited. So I'm like, I don't know what to expect at this steak dinner, you know. But sure enough, a big, humongous limo comes and picks us up and takes us to this super fancy restaurant. I mean, it was like over the top, and so <laughs> I'm looking at Mark going. I don't know. I might be paying for this. So maybe we should split an entree. It's like $65 an entree. Yeah, and Mark's okay. like, yeah, good plan. Good plan. Good plan. Let's split an entree. Just yeah. You have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> so sure enough, no, 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 no. We were in a private dining room with only 12 people. And um, Rod Roddenberry was hosting. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It was so... And no one told told us he would be there, but it was his party. It was his little dinner party, and it was only 12 people in a private room. And I remember I ate so much because it was so good that I had a terrible stomachache afterwards. And after dinner, he came up to me and said, do you have anything in the works that you want to talk to me about? And I was just kind of like, uh, no, I'm just acting and being a mom. And that was, that's my... That's my biggest acting slash acting story regret. Yeah. Because I could have said, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, it was Sunday night. I was going to say, yeah, let's meet Thursday. And between Sunday and Thursday, I could have come up with something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You could, anything at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let me pitch you. I've got a story. I'll give <laughs> scribble you it on the napkin. <laughs> that happens in exactly. the movies, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, you sure does. Sure does. And, um, you know, Rod Roddenberry coming right up to you saying, What do you got? Want to talk to me about a project? <laughs> like, uh, during the headlights. 
That's awesome. And are are they all older, middle aged, like yeah, teenage? Yeah, no, they're all in college or past now. The youngest one is in college. Wow. So have any of them said to you, "Look, Ma, you know, I really wish you had spent more time with us." No, because I mean, I, I, I had some really near misses. I mean, my biggest, like, really close call that would have changed my life was friends. It came down to me and Jennifer Aniston. And I had, you know, little kids at that time. Mm-hmm. I'd already done some work with Matt LeBlanc and we had great chemistry and, you know, and it came down to just me and her. And maybe, I mean, although I got to tell you, if people not in the industry don't know this, getting a sitcom is the most wonderful thing for having a family because it's not a, it's not a terrible schedule. It's a pretty chill schedule. It's more chill than most people's, you know, quote unquote, nine to five jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So no, amazing, like amazing. That would be great. But I was, you know, lucky in the respect that I didn't get, I didn't get on ER for instance, like a show like ER or the West wing, you know, you go into a tunnel and you don't come out for months because it, the schedule is so intense with shows like that. Oh. Um, but, you know, no, no, I, I, I was there with my kids. I mean, that was that was my luxury. I didn't make a, a ton, a ton of money. I'm not super duper famous, but my luxury was that I was I was totally there making costumes for plays and building sets Um having parties at my house. Oh, I was the mom who made the cake and the, the parents would kind of drop the kids off at the party and say, what are you doing the cake? Cause we don't want to miss your cake. <laughs> like, I'm so flattered. <laughs> I can make good cake. Can I? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, yeah, the fact really that you're lucky about that. Yeah. The, I mean, the fact that your kids never said, you know, Hey ma, we wish you, you had to spend more time with us. You know, you really focus too much on your, the fact that they never said that is a testament to what a, a good mom you were. Because most kids, once they get older, they let you know. So, and, yeah, no, no. And regarding the whole between you and Jennifer Aniston, you kind of dodged a bullet because otherwise you would have had to put up with an on-again, off-again relationship with David Schwimmer. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know, man. She started dating Brad Pitt pretty quickly after she got friends. And the irony is that Brad Pitt <laughs> lives in my neighborhood. Oh, so wow. So I used to see them. Yep, I used to see them every Sunday, me, by myself, you know, not with a date or a husband, but with my kids. Yeah. And they would come into Victor's, our neighborhood, like, deli brunch place on Sunday with their, you know, baseball hats and their sunglasses and their flip-flops. And I would see them, like... Many Sundays together, <laughs> right oh down God. there in my neighborhood. Yeah, it was crazy. So lucky. <laughs> I mean, Brad, Brad Pitt's so, so, so sweet and so nice. Um, I used to run into him. I mean, we were, you know, in this kind of, I don't know, smallish neighborhood, I guess. So I would see him all the time at the grocery store, and he was super nice. But I wasn't jealous of her for being with Brad Pitt, I just would have loved to have had that role, of course. Right, <laughs> would have yeah. Changed my life. <laughs> but, I, don't, I don't blame you there. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But I don't think she has any children. So I went on that level. You do. You do. And, you know, as a father, I could say having children is a win every single time you have yeah. one. 
It's a new win yeah. every time. So well, I, got, right. I have one last little question for you as we're coming up on the end of the show. Just one quick little okay. question. Uh, feel free to take your time as long as you want to answer it. But um, So at the end of a nice long day, what do you do to relax and unwind? It's really boring these days. It used to be different. Um, but these days, honestly, it's pretty gosh darn boring. If I'm not involved in like a show that, that you know, I'm binge watching, Game mm. of Thrones was that for a while. <laughs> um, you know, like most, a lot of people. Right. <laughs> or whatever. So if I'm not involved in a show that's got me hooked, I'm watching the news. And okay. I'm writing. All right. There ain't nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. I mean, and let's face it, for the last couple of years, the news has been like like a soap opera. Yeah, yeah it really has. It's been very, exci- it's been very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm kind of a little bit addicted, to be honest with you. I'm a little bit addicted. It's something new, like every other week, it seems like. And, and, you know, they they really turned, they did kind of turn to more drama stuff, probably trying to get the ratings up. (laughs) I don't know if they even had to turn to it. I think it's been pretty dramatic. But, um, you you know, I know, I know that that does sound really boring, but I, I'm not with my kids all the time now because they're bigger. But Mm -hmm. when I am with people, whether it's a boyfriend or kids, Another thing that I do at the end of the day to chill out is is cook, and I love it. I love to cook. It's what? one of my biggest little, you know, comfort, pleasures, relaxations, cooking for people. What's you know. your famous dish? Oh, I've got so many. Oh, my gosh. I do an incredible paella, which mm-hmm. is kind of hard to pull off. Yeah. Um, I think I'm, I've become sort of adept at doing special uh special dietary needs so gluten-free or vegan stuff like that i love that challenge i love you know having a dinner party <laughs> other people would drive them crazy but for me i'm like oh this is cool this is fun like i've got a vegan person and someone with a nut allergy and then a gluten-free person <laughs> all let's at the go. same table let's do it that's awesome <laughs> yeah let's make that menu happen <laughs> And this wow. is LA, so it's kind of crazy like that, you know. Yeah. I'm not doing carbs. But I'm not fun. doing carbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to watch some carbs nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, we are officially at the end of the show. As sadly as that is, because I've been having a wonderful time conversing with you. But I want to thank, thank you, you so very much. much for coming on the show and gracing me with your presence. Thank you. And if you ever want to come back, uh, maybe next time do a a video show instead of just audio, you know, down the line when I transition over to video, that would be absolutely amazing. Okay, sounds good. I'm in. Just real quick here at the the very end, is there anywhere or anything that you want people to go to to check out more of your work? Absolutely. I want you to go to either my Facebook page, but it's close to getting filled up as far as being my friend, um, or the Hyde Facebook page. And it's just Hyde, like hide and go seek, but only that word Hyde. Um, And it's a series, and we are going to be selling the graphic novel 
to start out with um, coming up really soon, and we're getting funding together for the series. And on that Hyde Facebook page, you can also see the link to the YouTube trailer, which I'm, I'm proud of. I think it's going to be cool. It's going to be really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you were able to, to write that, you know, with your dyslexia and everything is just a testament to how devoted you are to it. So it's going to be great. Everybody better go check it out. <laughs> thank you. That's all, You're I, that's so all sweet. I have to say about that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you once again for coming on the show, having a few laughs with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you later. That's it for today's show, ladies, gentlemen, and anything around or in between. Another great interview. Remember, I'm Ray, and this has been Breaking the Fourth Wall. Check me out at Chronicles of the Lost Realm on YouTube, Anchor, and Instagram. I can also be found on War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Become a patron to help us provide even more content and quality entertainment for you. All of our shows can be found on Anchor.fm or wherever podcasts can be heard. Breaking the Fourth Wall is a Realm of the Mist affiliate.